0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Mojo Mondays with myself and Coach Carly.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. So we're going to talk today about nutrition and mental health and how food can significantly affect our mood. Um, You know, this is really easy to overlook. It's, It's easy to overlook how our diet can impact our mental well-being. Um, Mm. You know, we often associate food with physical health, but what we put in our mouths can significantly influence our mood, our emotions, and our cognitive function. And when a client comes to me, I will always ask them about their nutrition. So if they're struggling with anxiety or depression, their nutrition absolutely has to be part of the process.
0: Yeah, for sure, because... I, I, I mean, the, the the thing is, everything that you eat is going to affect you at a cellular level, right? And I mm. think the the thing that a lot of people don't think about, it's not just when you're eating crappy foods. It's not just the fact that you're eating shit foods, and you know the there's the stuff in those foods that is not good for you. Particularly when we talk about ultra processed foods, so mm. we know. They disrupt the gut microbiome, and we know that the gut microbiome has a big impact on your mood, right? There is the gut-brain axis, which is this two-way interaction. And so when you're having these crappy foods, and, it, and it's this the, the particularly ultra-processed foods.
1: You want to right? go into what ultra-processed? Because some, some people may not know the difference because we've got whole foods and we have processed foods and now we have ultra processed foods. Y-
0: yes, yeah, no good good point actually. So this came out of a um a, a a university in Brazil and it's called the nova classification of foods NOVA and and you can actually just google it and there's a heap of stuff and I probably on my computer I probably have 40 to 50 studies on the risks of ultra-processed food consumption, right? So, mm. and, and the, the, the dietary guidelines of Brazil are all around ultra-processed foods, and I think they're the best dietary guidelines, right? So, NOVA has classified um, ultra-processed foods, and so they, they, they talk about four levels, right? So, you have, um, you have unprocessed foods, which is our low HI, right? That's the natural foods, real foods.
1: So then, low H I meaning human interference.
0: Yes, human interference. Then you have um, processed culinary ingredients. So things like cooking oils and spices and stuff like that, and salt or stuff that you use to cook with. Then you have processed foods. And you know, it's okay to have a reasonable amount of those in your diet, but but the, the processed foods, the differentiation between them and ultra-processed are things like canned fish canned vegetables, canned fruit, these sorts of things and um, frozen vegetables, they're processed foods um, yogurt. Yep. Uh, but but when we talk about yogurt, we're talking about um, like Greek yogurt, not the unsweetened stuff um, uh, and also things like cheese and stuff like that. That is, you know, there's natural processing and um, artesian breads, right? the traditional breads that have a bit of process, And
1: they don't tend to have many ingredients in them. So they might have three or maybe four ingredients in them. That's correct.
0: And so the, the threshold for uh, ultra-processed foods, generally speaking, is five or more ingredients and goes through large-scale industrial processing, right, and has things, added stuff, not just <clears throat> whether it's added trans fats, salt, sugar, but also things like flavor enhancers, preservatives, emulsifiers that make it feel amazing in your mouth, right? Mm. Um, and and they have gone through, as I said, large-scale industrial processing and typically five or more ingredients. So yep. real food doesn't have ingredients, right? Real food is ingredients, we often say that. Yeah. <clears throat> so the the issue is, you when you're eating these foods you're getting all of this crap that we now know is really really bad for us and they often they they say they have food like substances or constituents of real food, like um uh, whether it's high fructose corn syrup or they'll have partial foods and hydroly- hydrolyzed protein and all of this sort of stuff right and um, so it's it's the nasties that are in there that we now know disrupt our gut microbiome and make us eat more of these foods so there's been mm-hmm. shown. Randomized control study with a crossover design, the best study design you can get, showing that when people go on an ultra-processed food diet, um, they eat 500 calories more than people who are on a normal diet, right? And it's because these are empty calories. And they make us eat more because of this bliss point. And I think we should do another one on the bliss point, actually, at some stage, yeah. maybe I'll do a wisdom Wednesday. So, but it's not just what you're, the crap that you're adding in that's having harmful effects. It's the crowding out of natural foods. So yeah. every stuff that you're eating, you're not eating good foods. Mm-hmm. And then you miss all of these nutrients, right? And, What we know is that when people have depressed brains or other mood disorders, anxiety and things like that, often the brain and nervous system um, is nutrient deficient. And and what a lot of people don't realize is when you're stressed, and this is Professor Bruce Ames' triage theory, when you're stressed, the, the body robs the brain and nervous system of nutrients to create stress hormones because it's about survival, right? So you end up with depleted nutrients in your brain, especially if you're stressed and eating crappy foods, and then you're definitely going to have a brain that is depleted. Uh, And that makes it really hard to overcome depression or anxiety or any other mood disorder, as you will have seen with your clients, right?
1: Yeah, people just don't, think about this they don't think of especially chronic stress when you have it over a long period of time how it depletes your brain of nutrients and the the negative effect that has and so people are you know and and I can understand this just wanting to to fix the psychological side of things mm. but bringing nutrition in just like exercise and and treating everyone as a whole person as as this ecosystem is the way to approach this, not just the psychology.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and look, a, a, a couple of research papers, you can look it up and, and maybe we'll link to them. Um, there's one in BMC Medicine called Prospective Association Between Ultra-Processed Food Consumption and Incident Depressive Symptoms in the French Nutri-Net-Santé Cohort. Bit of a oh my mouthful. <laughs> a bit of a mouthful, but what they showed was that a 10% increase in ultra processed food related to a 21% increase in depressive symptoms. Wow. Right, So that is really, really significant. Um, And in another study, Frontiers in Nutrition, ultra processed foods is positively associated with depressive symptoms among United States adults. And we know that once you hit 50% of your diet from ultra processed foods and drinks, as is very typical in the United States. In fact, the United States, it's 58%. And in teenagers, it's 66%. Mm -hmm. UK is over 50%. So is Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. Once you hit that 50%, you have a double the the risk of um, depression. And now a quick break for a word from our sponsors. And then when we go the other side of the ledger, Professor Felice Jacka, who's been on this podcast and is a, Gun. She mm. runs the Food and Mood Center, at Deakin University. You know about this study, right? Um, mm-hmm. this, the smile study that she did took a bunch of people with major depression, not like I've just got you know low mood, major depression. They were on psychotherapy and medication, and she took half of them and put them on a modified Mediterranean diet, right? So high in fresh fruit and vegetables, lots of extra virgin olive oil, lots of nuts and seeds and fish, and she added in extra red meat. Why? Because and um, depressed brains are often depleted, as we said earlier, in nutrients, but especially B vitamins, zinc and iron mm. um, which, uh, and omega-3s, which are high in red meat. And she found in the dietary intervention group a five-fold increased rate of remission. So 400% increase um, of remission from major depression versus those who are on drugs and psychotherapy.
1: Well, if that doesn't sell it, I don't know what is.
0: <laughs> now, I mean, it, it, she so we see it on both sides of the ledger. We see that when you eat crappy foods, there's a rise in depression. And then when you treat people um, who have depression with real food, a lot of the times the depression resolves or it certainly resolves a lot quicker than if they're just getting drugs and psychotherapy. Mm.
1: And it, when you were talking earlier about crowding out, it crowds out the good stuff. That That's a strategy that um, that we can use that where we actually eat Real whole foods, and we eat more of them. So you deliberately you have got the intention to eat more of them, and we try and crowd out the other stuff. Yeah. So rather than going, oh god, I've got to give up my muffins and I've got to give up my ice cream, we say, okay, you can have those, but you can have um, you introduce more of these whole foods. And then eventually, your body's getting those nutrients, and and it crowds out the the shitty stuff. Yeah. Um, Oscar said, Oscar, our son said something to me. I think it was this morning. Actually, he said, "You know, Mum, they should rather than putting um, relying on people to read the nutritional label on the back of packages, they should actually have this Nova classification of whether it's real food, processed food, or ultra processed food, because that would make it a lot easier for people when they're making the choices."
0: That absolutely would make it a lot easier. And, and look, we're not saying don't eat any of this stuff, and it's not like we no, don't no. eat any of it. But when they look at all the studies on ultra-processed foods, you get really significant um, increases in lots of diseases once you go over that 20% threshold. right? So and that's like our France, approach.
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry. That yeah, that's our approach, is the 80-20 rule. So 80% is our real whole food. That's where we're getting our nutrient-dense food and we're feeding ourselves and we're feeding our brains. And then 20% is the treat. So choose your treat wisely. You, what is sacrosanct to you? Like what do you what do you just not want to give up? And mine is dark chocolate. Um, and I'm not going to give it up, but I I savor it. I only have a that that 20, and um and then everything else is um is is a no basically. So even if I'm tempted with something during the day, it's like no, I'm not going to do that because I'm trading that off for having my chocolate later on. So it's really it's it's bringing in mindfulness here. It's mindful and being mindful and being intentional in your eating rather than just having this sort of automatic approach where you're just grabbing stuff um, and not really thinking about it
0: for sure and your physical health will benefit and so will your mental health
1: yeah absolutely
0: that's it for this week catch you next time
1: see ya